0: Hello,
1: and welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am Stephen Scott, and Sean Priest is back with me today. Hello, Sean. Hello, I am Sean Priest. Excellent. Well, I'm glad we clarified that. Yes. Um, You know, today we're going to have one of those conversations (laughs) that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time, because finally we get a chance to talk about Jaws 2022 and... uh, all it stands
2: for. Oof. Well, you know, I I, I am an NVDA guy, I hate to oh, say, but we, we we need to recognise Jaws, you know, it is kind of the standard when it comes to screen readers. I hate to say it, but it is. Yeah, it's better.
1: Uh, it is. You <laughs> know. And, and if you're in a professional environment, you probably want to be using it. If you are even a home user, I, mean, I, I, I still tend to wonder what a home user gets out of it Versus someone in a workplace when there's an narrator in MVDA. But look, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put all that this aside, right? Because we're talking about Jaws today. Yes. Not just Jaws, we're going to talk about Zoom Text, uh, Fusion, which is both products together. Uh, and you know, maybe we'll even get into some other topics as well, because I know you've got a few. You said to me before, you've got a couple of questions up your sleeve you're going to drop yep. in. So that, that worries me immediately because any, uh, any <laughs> time you start planning, I tend to get worried. Uh, So let's let's bring on our guest today. This is Matt Ater, who is uh, one of the key people at Freedom Scientific. He is uh, the VP of software, and uh, he's the guy who makes a lot of the decisions about what goes into JAWS in particular. It is so good to have you here on Blind Guy Talks Tech, Matt. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Let's get right into uh, JAWS 2022, Fusion 2022, of course, and Zoom Text. So can you summarize for us what's new in your lineup of products?
0: So um, I'll start with JAWS and Fusion. One of the things that was added was a new sound splitting feature. And for anybody who's been on Zoom, as we are now, and and other platforms, teams, um, call center applications, YouTube, whatever, Um, As a blind person who has to listen to a screen reader in one ear and something else in in the same ear, it's very distracting sometimes. So uh, we put together a feature that allows the user to split the sound and say JAWS goes to this ear or that ear, whichever ear you choose, and then everything else goes to the other ear. And the idea is to give somebody a little bit more productivity. They get to choose which year. They get to choose if they want to do this. They, they don't have to. Um, but the idea is to help people, you know, be able to focus on the content. And so far, the um, feedback has been great. Um, up till now, if you wanted to do this, you had to buy two sound cards or two different headsets or buy a really fancy headset. And so, you know, now you just need a stereo headset. Now there's still some challenges around Bluetooth and the way um, Microsoft handles microphones and headsets when you go into call status mode. But outside of that, it's a pretty, really, really cool feature.
2: I know Stephen absolutely loves this feature. He's been going crazy over it. But the the headset and uh, the difference between the Bluetooth headset and, uh, or sorry, I should say Bluetooth headphones and the mono headset in Teams that's a, that's a Teams issue rather than a Jules problem, isn't it?
0: That's correct. And, um, and they're aware of it. I just don't think that it's, it's a priority, right? There's something that they've chosen to do for a reason. Um, and, you know, there's, there's ways around it. For example, some Bluetooth heads, headsets have a cable to go ahead and USB cable to the um, computer while you're using the telephone call um and seems extra work and probably not what somebody wants to do um but um you could you know you could go alternative you could um, switch your microphone to a different microphone and that may be able to adjust it so there's there's ways to play around and see if you could find a solution but it's um everything we've heard from people it's it's valuable and that's the most important thing is that we have trying to improve productivity for people
1: now, before we move on to the other features and the other products that you have, just to, just to stay with audio for a second, um, there has been an issue for a while, and you touched on it there, with Bluetooth headsets. And when you go into that call status mode, I think about when I join a Teams call, um, suddenly I can no longer get any audio from JAWS. Um which, of course, creates a bit of a problem when you're a screen reader user. You have no idea what's going on, and you can't seem to get the speech to come back. Uh, That is clearly a Windows problem. Has that been addressed, do you know, in Windows 11?
0: So um, I don't know about Windows 11. That's a great question. I'll have to put some uh, feelers out to ask that question. Regarding the getting sound back, and, and I've, I've not tried this because I'm not a Bluetooth um, uh, user on my, on my laptop like I am with my phone. But there, we did add it, the ability to have JAWS switch sound cards. Um, and so that's an, an also a new feature with 2022. So if you do an insert space, which is the layered command, and then hit V for, um, I guess it's voice. And then C for sound card, then you can use your up and down arrows to cycle through your different sound cards and bring it back into a different sound card.
1: Would you recommend not using a Bluetooth headset with JAWS on on a computer or laptop? I wouldn't use it with Teams um, right
0: now. I think there's still some, in my opinion, some stuff to work out. And I don't, it's, it's not much we can do. We have to work closely with them and see if Microsoft's willing to make some changes, but at this point in time, um, under Windows 10, again, I've not tested this in Windows 11. I would not uh, use a Bluetooth headset with Teams.
1: Okay, so let's talk about some of the other products because, of course, Zoom Text is also um, part of the suite, um, and also could be part of the suite. If you have Fusion, you could have both on your system at one time. Um, let's talk a bit about Zoom Text. What's new there? So one of the things we've done
0: is enhance
1: something called
0: the quick access bar. So back in the spring we created the quick access bar, but it was very um, um, introductory. It was uh, basically you would you would get the commands you wanted on there, and you could add and remove commands, but there was no search capability. And so now we've added the search capability. And the idea behind this is you could go in and click a button and and type in what you're what feature you want to add to the bar and and it brings up a list of six to eight features you can choose from and add those to the quick access bar similar to a JAWS user may use command search, but it's um, driven for Zoom text. And then with Fusion, it pulls in both Zoom text commands and JAWS commands into the search. So if you're a you know, the intent of this quick access bar is to help people transition from one product to the next. And if you're a Zoom now using Fusion, you're like, well, where are all the JAWS commands? And so if you could help put those in the quick access bar, you can speed up your learning curve for finding features like speech history or list of links or whatever that may be that you don't know the keystroke
2: for. That sounds fantastic. Do you think? I mean, looking at the new layered menu system as well, or you know, have we come to the point where there's just not enough keys left? Is is the search search <laughs> oh my really needed to yeah. find every feature?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's unfortunate, but um, there. Are, not only is there not enough keys left, but there's just um, you know, I think we'd have to go back and do a whole new keyboard mapping just to. to to solve for something. You know, like does anybody use frame manager anymore or frames on their computer with Jaws? I have no clue. You know, we're gonna have to do some telemetry and figure out if people are using that. If they're not, why are we tying up, you know, a keystroke for that? Um, those are the kinds of things we need to solve for at some point. Um, but you know, what do we have? 104 keys plus whatever other keys and this yeah. key plus that key plus this key and your hands start to hurt at some point. <laughs> um, because not everybody was made to play a piano. Yeah, um, <laughs> And, and, and I, I, I struggle with it myself. And, and that's part of the reason why even the voice assistant has become popular is because sometimes a keystroke is too hard to reach. And, you know, I don't think the, um UX team looked closely enough at the the keystroke when they were choosing it and could you do this with one hand do
1: you do you have the right reachability for it you know you bring up something very interesting and it's interesting that you bring that up is that you know, there gets to a point where I mean we've all said it that JAWS is a, a beast in itself you know with all these different keystrokes and capabilities that it has it's a fantastic piece of software but that's a really interesting uh, notion that you've brought up you know when do you start digging through it and saying, "Okay, do we need this?" I mean, this is a bit like a, a wander through my loft. You know, you kind of think, <laughs> do, "Do I need to keep half this stuff?" Probably not. But if I do throw it out, someone might get annoyed. Yeah,
0: and I and I'll and I'll bring one of those up. Um, in the latest version um, of JAWS and Fusion, we we made some major enhancements to productivity and speed for both Outlook and Word. And in the process, we had to scrap a feature and people got really upset. It was amazing how fast the beta team was going ballistic on us. And, and it was the, um, uh, the ability to customize the outlook view. So, um, outlook has their own method for doing this. And then we had jaws had a simplerized version, simple version of doing the same thing. And, um, even though you could go use the outlook version, nobody liked it, you know? And so the problem was, is that this feature slowed down outlook to a crawl. And when we took it out, it sped it up drastically. And so it makes sense to take something out. That's going to slow down people's productivity, but then we have to figure out how do we get back in the components of that feature that people, you know, needed. And we ended up doing that. We, they, people got tired of hearing the word unread Mm. when they're reading through their emails because it's noise. It's a lot of, you know, noise we have to listen to. And that feature that we had before the customized list view allowed you to mute it. Microsoft has no way of muting it inside Outlook. And so we had to put a feature back inside quick settings where you could actually mute the word unread or forwarded or replied. Um, You could, you could choose to mute those. So But that's listening to customers, right, and customer feedback. But the most important thing was in that release, we drastically improved the speed of of Office 365 with JAWS, which I think is an important thing for anybody who's working.
1: I I don't want to stay on JAWS all the time, but it is Mm -hmm. the the one that we tend to talk about most because the majority of our audience are are blind people, right? So we we tend to talk about JAWS quite a lot. Um, and, And I tend to focus on it because I'm a screen reader user, as is Sean. Uh, so we tend to talk more about that, although he is with NVDA. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I know I'm swearing in your presence, Matt. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, that's okay. You know. Matt
2: doesn't mind. <laughs> He'll go over let it. It live.
1: Um, No, I mean, I, I know people use different tools, and that's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's, well, that's the point.
1: But that's the point, right, <laughs> that there are different tools. And I want to dig into that a bit more in a minute. But, you know, it is interesting to me how um, Jaws has always been the – I would call it the professional's choice or the employee's choice, um, because it gets the job done. Um, we're seeing improvements in Narrator. NVDA, I would say, is that middle ground between Jaws and and Narrator. I don't know where you would see it, in if there was, if you were to put it in a a list like that. But you know, there certainly seems to be more work being done by Microsoft to push Narrator to make it better. Um, has that impacted at all in the work that you're doing, or does it does it strengthen? No.
0: No, I think that, you know, there's always going to be a place for a, um, a couple of things, a free screen reader. There's always going to be a place for a built-in screen reader. Um, Microsoft has to do it for, you know, not just for the customer, but also legally for, for, you know, other products that they have on the market. You know, you look at something like Xbox, it qualifies in the US is, is similar to, you know, a, a set-top box. And, you know, so there's rules around um, needing screen readers on those types of devices. So, you know, they're going to continue to build out that product. I think the, the one thing that's important that's different about JAWS is one is the enterprise level support for, you know, corporations for one. Um, having a phone support system is is critical to that. Mm. Um, customers need to be able to reach the, the next level support. So those are components we can do can Microsoft do the same thing? Sure. But does Microsoft do an update every, you know, four to six weeks on, on windows um, that affect narrator? Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not condemning what they do. I think it's great what they do. I think it's important. And I, you know, all of us still, even if we use JAWS or NVDA or some other product, uh, we still may jump in and use narrator one day um, for certain tasks. If that task is, you know, uninstalling and reinstalling software, or you know, installing Windows or you're stuck at the boot and what's going on. You know, there's lots of reasons for it.
1: But just on that, I mean, has it made the difference from your perspective that they've decided to go down the route of mirroring a lot of the shortcuts that JAWS essentially standardized? It's actually a good thing because from from the user perspective, if they have to go and switch on Narrator, and you've, you've been a JAWS user for years, but you, you've decided now you're resetting your PC, yeah. you're going to have to yep. use Narrator. Having that ability to just go to that screen reader and use it in a continuum is much better, isn't it, for, for all of us?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And then I would I would add that some of the stuff they're doing to, to bring out and the, the work that they're doing to bring out um, some of the tools that Jaws and other screen readers use um, to be able to get information from Windows, you know, they use narrator to help guide them through that process. Now, you know, you and I may want to filter down what narrator or, or what JAWS says, and narrator may not give the same verbosity levels to, to you know, shorten down the speech, um, you know, to reduce some of the noise. and But if, you know, that work that they're doing is continuing to improve for NVDA, JAWS, you know, other screen readers who tap into that data.
1: I know that oh. Sean Priest is listening to this, and he's <laughs> thinking, I want to buy a JAWS license now. I, I just know he's thinking that
2: well there are a couple well, we of can things. we
1: can we can help him do that there's no problem <laughs> are, we,
2: are we talking mates rates here matt are we talking oh, here we go directly discount. discount oh Look, well of course yes of course there are there are a few things that are drawing me towards jaws the audio splitting thing definitely i think that's really cool um and the outlook being too verbose oh, that drives me absolutely crazy it's yeah. a reason i actually go back to windows mail a lot of the time which is not the greatest but it's just quicker for me um but as an NVDA user and as a uh, an individual, a personal user, I'm not a business, I'm not using it so much for employment, if you like a specific customized app or software that I know Jules scripting is so fantastic for. What feature for someone like me, I wouldn't say I'm a power user, I'm just a home user. But what feature or what reason would you say that Jules has over NVDA? I know I'm putting your feet to the fire here, but well, just give me a sales yeah. pitch as, as why you think Jules would be better in my case.
0: So I think you know I'm. I have to be somewhat careful because I'm not an NVDA user, so I'm not going to be able to speak to you know comparisons. But yeah, if I looked at um, you know some of the verbosity settings that we have within in the browser are critical. Um, some of the stuff that um, we've done for transitioning users when we're talking about voice assistant, um, where you can speak commands that you need to do. Um, I do believe this, the sound splitting feature is um, a great enhancement. I think our braille support is pretty good, and so a lot of those things are the are the things that would attract me if I was a user. Um, the portal being a way to get your license on and off of machines, um, and and I would continue to watch what we're doing because I think there's a lot of great things that are are coming this year. That you know, one of the things back in the day we would we would push all of our um, features into one release. And now being the fact that we have to support products that are rolling out every you know four to six weeks when it comes to Windows and Office and Google Docs and things like that, you know, we're rolling out features every. You know four to six weeks, so there's you know, you don't see 10 features in the first release, you see them spread out throughout the year.
1: I want to also ask you about Jaws Connect because uh, this is another very interesting uh thing that was just launched recently. So, so what is Jaws Connect and what does that mean for us as users?
0: So, for the last um, oh, golly, I, th- I want to say it's 20 since 2017, uh, we started building other components that could be explored out to other markets, and so. Uh, the first one was, was Jaws kiosk and it kind of blew up over the last couple of years with, with McDonald's um, adding that to the U S stores and eventually the rest of the world. But, um, oh, please. um so that you could walk into a, a, fast food joint and plug in your headphones like you do with an ATM and be able to use it just like anybody else. Um, so that was, that was kind of phase one. Phase two was something called JAWS Inspect, and it's a testing tool. Instead of having to listen to the screen reader, you can run reports on an individual page basis and get you know all of the screen reader output in several different formats, it's, as well as you can have a screen recording, so you can go use an application. And it records all the speech output, just like history, but a little bit more detail, and, and it has code snippets and things like that. All three of these products are... Um, sold and distributed through TPG Interactive, which is our sister company to Freedom Scientific. And think of them as the accessibility arm of Vispero. And they're a, a company of experts. They're you know located all around the world. There's uh, several in the UK and, um, and experts in, in web and document accessibility and things of that nature. And so JAWS Connect is a component that um, is in every license of JAWS And if you went to a website, um, and right now it's being uh, done just in English, but if you went to a website where TPG Interactive is monitoring that website for accessibility, then JAWS Connect can be turned on by that customer. And if they turn it on, then if a JAWS user goes to that website, they first get notified that JAWS Connect is enabled on this page and you can bring up your list of links to be able to provide feedback. You can get a list of links and and you'll see it at the top um, and it says uh, provide feedback with JAWS Connect. And it just takes you to a very simple form um, that somebody can fill out, hit submit, and then close the window and and off that goes to the company who's focused on um, the, the scanning and website accessibility for that specific domain. The um, product will change over time when we add more features, but think of it as kind of crowdsourcing JAWS users with um, feedback for uh, specific websites. And I would see over time, this would be explored to desktop applications as well. So if if a customer, um, a company wanted to add this to a desktop application, then we could do it for that as well. So there's, there's a lot of exploring around how can we get information from a user Um, in terms of what their experience was or what their challenges were on a page. And now we're focused on the usability of something and not just the compliance of something. And that's the thing that we struggle with every day in in this industry of accessibility is that we're so focused on compliance. Does, you know, is this widget have the right uh, role, state, and value? And that's important stuff. But the question is, can people actually perform the tasks on the website? And so JAWS Connect is a is a way for customers to be able to provide provide feedback to a website um, owner, a domain owner, and um, who's you know uh, subscribed through the Arc platform, which is something from TPG Interactive. And there's nothing for the user to do; it's right there inside the um, UI when you go to a page, and you'll be able to see the uh, JAWS Connect link and and provide feedback.
2: Can I ask one final question then, Matt? And that is, when are we going to see jewels for Mac? Oh, we're wow. not. We're not.
0: We're not, Sean. Oh,
2: please, I hate voicing Rob Mac. Sean. Please, Sean.
0: It's it, we're not. It's. I mean, we we had Zoom text for Mac, and it wasn't successful. And it didn't mean that we didn't do what we could do, but th- there was very uh, we were limited to what we could do. Okay, there's too much control in the operating system to lock it down to not let us get. Um, above the application layer, right? You could run an application. If you want me to give you an application that you did, it's almost like the note takers of today. If you want me to give you an, an application, I could build one that you could run the entire, my version of JAWS and all of my apps. You want me to give you the apps yes. too? Then, then it becomes a note taker. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. So it's just, go just go get a note taker. Just <laughs> go get a note taker. I have, I mean, but do you think it's a problem with voiceover, or do you think it's a problem with your? I mean, I'm not picking on you, but I have the same problem with Max.
2: Well, it sounds I don't. Like it. I don't
0: know the. <laughs> I don't know the keystrokes, right?
2: No, but well, so they, they need, they they need the uh, layered menu system approach because the voiceover keystrokes are just crazy. I'm sorry, the whole VO and 18 fingers that you need is just absolutely crazy. But it's more than that. It is like you said. I think it is about the how much importance they put into. Uh, updates and uh, responding to bugs, how quickly they they get to that. And uh, for me, it was just too long.
0: And I think that, you know, there's challenges. They're rolling out versions and updates regularly too, but they're probably more focused on security, let's be honest. If you were an operating system, the biggest challenges you have today are security. So, um, you know, I commend them on trying to secure their applications, and I think that's important. And you look at Microsoft, the same thing. They're, you know, I'm not saying they don't put out new new things and new features. I mean, you see with Windows 11 and stuff. But, you know, I think right now we have to, you know, uh, continue to develop to support those operating systems, especially Windows, since that's what we do. And, um, you know, th- that's why you see it on kiosks that are Windows based. You don't see it on on you know Apple based kiosks today. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's a shame. Uh, just a quick, quick, quick. Another question is, mm. how about running jewels on arm with the M one chip in the new Macs, and mm-hmm. everyone talking about trying to run windows in bootcamp or as a, a VM, mm-hmm. um, windows, uh, arm edition. Is there a jewels on the, in the pipeline for there, ARM?
0: there? I would say, keep, keep, um, watching. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. I would say, keep watching on that topic. Um, you know, I mean, and I think that you'll, you know, one product may get out sooner than the others, just because some are easier. There's a lot. There's a lot of changes you have to make to make make something work for ARM that has so much legacy stuff in it. So we had to do a, you know, do a lot of work um, for it to get to the next level for that um, to to happen. But I would expect that to happen this year. So um, when I say this year, I mean uh, within the next um, few months, not uh, <gasps> not uh, but not by the end of the year.
1: Wow breaking news I think we've broke some news there Sean it's the first thing that's ever happened um, wow okay well thank you Matt that is uh, great as always to have you here I love when we get you on um, and you know if people want to actually come and talk to you directly uh, you encourage that don't you because you've got the Clubhouse channel you can come and yep. chat yep. Um, chat with you there
0: I and, and we I'm, and I'm serious about this so if anybody doesn't think of me, if you haven't been there um, we love chatting and and hearing what the needs are. Um, so definitely come to you know if you if you haven't joined Clubhouse, you know there was a, this myth that you had to be invited. You don't, I don't think you have to be invited anymore. No, there was a myth that it was only on I, iOS. It was at one point. Now it's on Android as well. I think some people even run it on Windows um, using Clubdeck Deck. Um, uh, would love to have you join us. the The, the club is called Jaws Software F slash T Blind for the blind um and join the club and and we do um two a week we'd love to have people join us and and um when we do the uh yeah, the floor is open for people to ask us questions and and eric comes uh who's product manager for jaws zoom text infusion uh rachel and and uh, liz come and their documentation and training and and customer outreach so there's a lot of good stuff happening um uh you know the webinars the documentation the tips we push out um Uh, to customers, I mean, we'd love to um, hear what people's needs are, and then we'll keep
1: working on those. And if people are looking for resources, because that's always the thing, isn't it? People want, they're hungry for information. I'm the same as a JAWS user. I'm always looking for that next thing, or how can I find out, you know, this keystroke, or what these keystrokes mean, or whatever else. Um, Where can people go for all that? The the best place is
0: freedomscientific.com slash training, and um, you're going to find tons of resources in there from teaching uh teacher's corner to they may not call it the teacher's corner i wanted to call it the teacher's corner uh (laughs) the um the podcasts the webinars the um uh you know we're we're constantly putting tips out on different platforms um so you could see those on different uh websites and application you know places out there where you can read a tip on how to do something um and so, you know, we constantly push that stuff out into the into the social media platforms and, and be looking for those.
1: Matt, you're the guy who makes screen readers cool. Thanks for coming on.
0: Hey man, if that's all I can do in life, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> And, and Sean, just give me a call. We'll work out on your license, not to worry.
2: No worries. Thank you.
1: <laughs> what a lovely guy. Even getting you a discount on, uh, <laughs> on a future purchase of Jaws.
2: Now, he may have just said that, you know, off the cuff, but I am going to definitely follow him up on that. That's I, I'm holding him down.
1: I've watched programs about stalkers. I saw a Stacey Dooley documentary <laughs> the other day about it. Uh, it is wrong, Sean Priest. It is wrong to do that.
2: Well, sorry, but I am.
1: (laughs) Well, look, I'd be intrigued to see how. I would really be interested to know if you go down that route because it's like I was saying earlier at the top. You know, having jaws is, in some ways, it's a bit of a privilege because you obviously got to pay money for it, but it is such a powerful piece of technology. And you know, I was, I was sort of musing at the top about what would you get out of it as a home user versus as someone in employment. But of course, just actually thinking after what I've heard from Matt today. One of the things that kind of stands out for me is, I guess, that there's a familiarity aspect here. There's a lot of people, including our Tim Schwartz, right, who you know loves using Jaws at home. He used Jaws in the workplace for a long time. Yeah, he's used to it. You know, it's, it's what he's used to using. So it would make sense you'd want to continue that. I think the good news story um, that we've touched on before is that it's becoming more available in more places with this home annual license. Now it's, it's available in the US. It's available. In Canada, not the UK yet. Oh, I, I
2: know. know, but that is a game changer. I think, it is. you know, w- once you reach that price point, which I think is more than fair, um, I, I, it's just going to get in the hands of more people. And look, as you said, Jules has been with us for so long. How many, you know, when Narrator came out with its update and it's, you know what, the uh, keyboard shortcuts, they're more more Jules-like. You know, it, it's a thing that people are used to and, yeah. and other screen readers you know sort of
1: look to so maybe you're an nvda user maybe you've been wondering what the the joy of getting jaws is and you've heard what matt said about the new updates i think matt was very open in that conversation very honest as well about the need to get rid of keystrokes and you know start thinking more about that legacy of what's in jaws and do we really need all of that i thought that was really interesting so i've been especially intrigued to hear from jaws users about What they've heard today. So, if you want to get in touch, you can email us hello at blindguytalkstech.com. Couldn't really think of a short way of doing that because, you know, some we call it BGTT in our little hmm. group, but it doesn't
2: sound right to me. You know, it doesn't sound great. BGTT. That sounds fine. What's the matter with you? Just blind know. guys enough. You don't need the talks tech, it's, it's cool.
1: Well, that's true because we very rarely get round to tech. No. Today was <laughs> one exception. Um, hello at com is the email address. You can call us as well, as Sean, since you're here. You can
2: sing it for us. Oh, it seems out of tone here, out of place. okay oh two oh four five seven one three three five four. Push. Thank you.
1: OK. We'll catch you again
2: Next time for another Blind Guy (laughs) Talks Day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.